today alex i'm here with my dudes andrew and ali just as a reminder to everybody tuning in today make sure that you are following us on apple Podcasts, spotify soundcloud snail mail pony express and if you want to see our beautiful faces and get some exclusive content make sure you scoot on over to our youtube page how's our myspace coming along myspace is coming along pretty well um dude we did a we did a facebook push one time and that's like the most like awkward you have like such like weird individuals that that interface with us on facebook (laughs) yeah people people who are on medicare yeah it's like a very 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 bizarre like demographic that we have but andrew how we doing today man three and oh heading into a division rival on on one of our very few one o'clock games this year how you feeling overall feel pretty good uh i'm not gonna lie i'm I'm going to have to look back, but I think when we did our, our season prediction, I think I may have taken Washington to to upset <laughs> us this game. Um, I don't know if I still feel that same way, but overall, yeah, I feel good. Division games are always tricky. You know, you'd really never know what to expect. Dude, last week, Houston, the Houston Texans like gave it to the Jaguars. So you never know what to expect so, with these dude, division matchups. The, the, the Texans have won. 20 out of 25 games the last time they faced like it is just one of those things it is like the tom brady era patriots against the dolphins they always split right they have their number and so you know we'll get into it but like you know terry mclaurin that dude always eats against the eagles so um you know i have my fears but overall i'm feeling confident ali how you feeling man you know i think you bring up a good point scary terry is always gonna gonna give us some uh some some of the business, if you will. Uh, but for, for the most part, I'm not too worried. Sam Howell, he had a pretty terrible game uh, last week against the Bills. Um, the Bills aren't generally a good rushing team. Um, and they had their way with the, the Washington D line as well as the linebackers and secondary. So um, I look forward to a game where our offense continues to build on all of the work that it's been doing for the past three weeks um, and continue to see some of that that star firepower that we've been longing for since last season. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. There was a really big um, uproar. I mean, there's like a total revitalization going on in, in Washington right now. New owner, um, I think for like the first time in like several seasons, they're, they're actually like selling season tickets again, and people are trying to get into the stadium, which is still absolutely god-awful. We know there's like video clips of like sewage falling on people, railings falling over on Jalen Hurts and, and and all of this. But people were really excited. A lot of people had expectations that the commanders were going to be really good this year. Just to look at a stat line. Um, and, and Ali brought this up to me in the green room today. Uh, Sam Howe only completed 19 of 29 passes, 179 yards. He threw four picks and was sacked. And I, I can't believe that this is true. Nine times. Nine times against the Bills defense. He's going to be in a world of trouble when he comes up against our defensive line. Yeah, I think some of that comes from game script and I think when you're down big and you're basically forced to throw, 
you're going to get sacked more and you're probably going to have more opportunities to throw interceptions uh, because the defense knows what you're doing every play. They, they're going to completely abandon the run if they're down by multiple possessions. Um, and Sam Howell is a guy who can run. And, you know, we, we talked about this last week. The Eagles hadn't really gotten too many sacks those first two weeks against uh, Mac Jones and then Kirk Cousins. And then we went against Baker and somebody who can run a little bit and we were able to get after him. So mm-hmm. if we if we build a, a two possession lead, I think we might see a lot of the same thing uh, that the Buffalo Bills did to Washington, putting a lot of pressure on on Sam Howell. So, yeah. What do you think uh, about so, Sam Howell, Ali? Yeah, I mean, the the point that you made, Andrew, about teams getting down and, and having to throw, um, frankly, that's what we've been doing for the past th- well, three weeks, right? Like uh, the, the reason why Mac Jones was playing lights out against us because he was down 16 points. The reason why Kirk was playing lights out against us because he was down like 20 plus points and the same thing yep. last week as well with Baker. Um, I, I think it's great. Um, I think I, I said it on our group thread this morning. I, I love our defensive line. Frankly, I think it's the strength of this entire team. I love our run defense. I love how they're able to get after the quarterback. I was just on X right before we started this conversation. Aaron Donald has taken 158 snaps. He's got 14 quarterback pressures. Jalen Carter has taken 89 snaps and he's got 15 quarterback pressures. <laughs> I think Jeez. we we've got we've got all of the necessary elements to make Sam Howell's life uh, a pretty terrible terrible one on Sunday and I'm I'm excited to watch it. Jalen Carter leads the entire league. He's the uh, he leads all defensive tackles in in quarterback pressures. So uh, just another added. Uh, thing that we can you know we can say about Jalen Carter yeah what do you guys think about this like time slot this year so we really haven't talked about it too much and and Drew uh, also we're not going to hold ourselves to any predictions that we gave several weeks ago like this is different now right (laughs) we see the team we know who up we're against like we don't need to reference back to that in week 16 saying oh man I said that we were going to have a dub here but I think we might lose so like that's all out the window um, I find it really bizarre and I'm just like, I want your guys perspective. I hate the 425 games. There's something about a one o'clock game. I'm at Lincoln financial field at 10 AM. It's a cool, brisk fall morning. And we just don't have that anymore. It's going to be going into the nighttime, which means it's going to be colder in the, in the, in the, in the harsher months. We have so many primetime games this year. Do you guys think that the, is, is this the price we pay for just being such a decent team and, and someone really exciting? I feel like the Chiefs aren't getting any more 425 games than we are. What do you guys think about the the one o'clock schedules? There's only two or three games all season we play at one. Yeah, I frankly, I don't like the one o'clock schedule games. Um, I think it's a testament to how good we are as a team that we warrant a primetime slot so that more of America can watch our team dominate the way that they've been dominating over the last two seasons. Um, you know, from a from a, a personal standpoint, I kind of like it to be able to to sort of um, prime my palate, if you will, with those <laughs> one o'clock games just to to get me set up for an Eagles game. Um, but no, I, I love the 425 games. I love the primetime games. Um, and I hope that we get more of them next season. 
Yeah, and Andrew, of, I'm gonna give it to you. I will say I was wrong. I made an assumption the Chiefs only have one more one o'clock game for the rest of the season. So there probably is some correlation with how good you are into the into the later windows America's game of the week. Uh, but yeah. what do you say, Drew? Because you know those West Coasters, you know, if 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 our games over here aren't at four o'clock, then they're gonna have to start watching football at like nine AM. Um Overall, I I have had an issue with the NFL's lack of four o'clock games, probably more prevalent when we get to the bye weeks. But I always find it extremely frustrating when, you know, those red zone watchers out there, you come across, you you have eight, nine games in the one o'clock window, and then you have literally like two or three games Mm -hmm. that are being switched back and forth at four o'clock. So in my mind, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with more four o'clock games and I do think to your point it this does have a lot to do with the Eagles have so much star power and we're it's a league of ratings you know so um whereas when it starts to get a little bit darker earlier and it gets a little bit colder outside and you know the the four o'clock game starts and it's light out but then as it gets darker outside you know maybe maybe my soul starts to feel a little darker maybe I start to get a little bit more worried about what's happening in the football game which when it's daytime during an entire one o'clock game, maybe I don't feel that. Yeah. Uh, so you might be onto something there, Alex. But um, overall, yeah, I mean, this is a testament to how talented and stacked this Eagles team is and um, just trying to get as much viewership as possible. Yeah, I just I, I love the one o'clock games because uh, I can go home and watch the end of the 425 games. I'm close enough to Lincoln Financial where, where I can do that. Right. So like my whole day isn't ruined on Sunday, oh God, though. It- Alex, I, I <laughs> how do you live with your with yourself? Just like, oh, it's so t- I, I just I want to play the world's smallest violin for you. I just we, we have, it is we have so like 20 weeks of me. football. We have like this 20 is what weeks of football, man. It is we so find- difficult for me to watch 425 games because i'm at the link every single week watching in my club seats oh my god i'm my heart bleeds for you alex my heart bleeds for you right now thank you i really appreciate this sound effect i appreciate the sentiment because i agree with you it is it is absolutely awful i'm sitting there in my nice coachy uh comfy club seats and uh Uh, and i'm also so sorry about all the traffic that you have to experience to and from the game what do you guys think about the the 9 30 slates uh that we have upcoming it seems like the jacksonville jaguars are just like uk's team um interestingly enough it seems like they're they're always playing there uh for the people on the west coast that's got to be really tough it's at 6 30 a.m start time Oh, yeah. 9 30 a.m. here what are you guys thoughts about the early morning windows i mean i used to live in seattle i loved getting up in the morning having my breakfast cup of coffee 10 o'clock in the morning turn on the tv and i've got football right then and there <sighs> and the Love and the day would end at like 5 30 5 45 like that's when football would end for me on sunday nights it was pretty amazing um i am a little curious to see how they're going to execute this like Andy's room VR Can't thing wait. that they've got going Can't on. Can't wait to see it. Yeah. Yeah. So what yeah, it's like, I, yeah, like a Toy Story animated version of the game that's going to be happening like in real time, right? Yeah, they're they're going to, I guess, like superimpose uh their characters on on Andy's toys and they're gonna be having a football game. I think it's gonna stream on like Nickelodeon. So starting yeah. the kids young, starting them off young, getting them I, hooked on the NFL. <laughs> I think it's cool, man. I think it's cool. All right, guys. So why don't we get into just like some predictions, uh, things that we're worried about um, heading into this Sunday. And then we'll, uh, like I said, we'll end it up with uh, some score predictions. So Ali, where do you think our strong suits are? Where do you think we need to watch ourselves? What's your final score prediction? 
Um, so as I stated earlier, I think our strong suit really lies in our ability, uh, the defensive line's ability to stop the run as well as get after the quarterback. Sam Howell got sacked nine times last week. I expect that to continue with our ferocious defensive line. And I don't think Washington's run offense is really going to get anywhere, um, anywhere quickly uh, over the course of this game. Just looking at NFL stats right now, uh, Washington's rush offense is actually, I think, one of the the worst in the league, um, mid-tier to the worst. Um, I, I don't expect Sam Howell to have a comfortable lead going into this. I think he's going to be pressured into throwing the football to try to get his team back into the game. Frankly, I think this is going to be a blowout game where our pass offense is going to continue to find its rhythm as it has been over the last three weeks. And we're going to see this game end at a comfortable 42 to 17 score. Oh my goodness. I, I, I just don't see, I don't see how this offense can really do anything against our defense, especially if we get to get off to a fast start, which we have been over the last three weeks score wise, not necessarily progression and rhythm wise, but score wise, we've been getting off to a much faster start than the other teams we've been playing. Yeah, Washington is in basically the bottom half of every offensive statistical category right now. So they're 19th in points per game, uh, scoring 19 points per game, uh, 19th place, 19 points per game. Uh, Total yards per game, they're 21st. Passing yards per game, they're 19th. Rushing yards per game, like you were saying, Ali, they're 15th. So they're right there in the middle. They're, They're averaging about 106 yards per game, while the Eagles are second in rushing in the entire league, averaging 186 yards a game. Um and then on the other side of the football, the, the Washington is 22nd in rushing yards allowed, and the Eagles are first defensively in rushing yards allowed. So I think we can really, again, handle this game pretty um, – I think we can handle this game pretty well in the trenches. Uh, there's th- Other than Terry McLaurin, there's nothing about this this Washington offense that scares me a whole lot. Um, on the defensive side, they, they also have a very strong defensive front. Um you know, they have they have the other sweat brother. I don't actually are Josh Sweat and Montrez Sweat, they're not related, are they? The sweat bros? The sweaty bros. So. <laughs> the, the sweaty boys. Uh so um yeah, and then uh Chase Chase Young, uh mm-hmm. they have they have a lot of studs, you know, in the front of that defense. So again, if the Eagles are able to run again this week, that just goes to show you that nobody Nobody is going to be able to stop this run offense. Um, so again, you know, would, would like to see, I, I do want to see Dallas Goddard get some downfield looks this week. I think a lot of our, a lot of Dallas Goddard plays feel like they've been kind of more just like short intermediate passes. I'd like to see Dallas Goddard make a big play this week. So that's kind of like a bold prediction, if you will, is, you know, maybe we see a downfield play by Goddard. Um, but yeah, I, I really I want to see us get after Sam Howell. I want to see us increase those sacks numbers because literally sacks are the only thing that Washington is beating us in right now. They have hmm. ten sacks on the season while the Eagles have six. So maybe hmm. this will be Hassan Reddick's first sack of the year. He's long overdue. Yes, he yes. What's your score prediction, Andrew? Score prediction: Eagles thirty-four, Washington twenty. Okay, so my outlook's a little bit different. I do think this could be a little bit of a trap game. There is the personnel on the field doesn't scare me as much as the man that's going to be calling the offensive plays on the other side that totally ripped us up during the Super Bowl. Everyone knows Eric the enemy. Eric the enemy is going to be calling the plays for the Washington Commanders. I know the personnel isn't as great, 
this guy understands our scheme. Um, he totally ripped us up in the Super Bowl last year. So I do think it's something we have to be we have to be conscious about. Um, again, I don't think the personnel is 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 going to outnumber us. And I do think at the end of the day, we are going to win this game. But I do think coaching matters in a situation like this, especially off of a quarterback coming off of, you know, his his quote unquote breakout year. They got beat down absolutely brutally. He's probably going to come out with a chip on his shoulder and it could be a little bit different. Reminds me a little bit last year of when the commanders came into our house. We were undefeated, and we mm. got we got our first L of the season from Taylor Heineke. So we beat we, ourselves. <laughs> we did beat ourselves, and the biggest difference, and I was going to get to that, is we understood the holes that we had in our defense because they ran the ball on us, and we went out and got two big bodies, Linval Joseph and Andamika Sue, that very same week to build up. And I, I love this new thing that they're talking about the Eagles. It's, it's a bunch of mass moving for the, um, the, the, the tush push. Um, but on the defensive side, and we don't have that problem this year. Our, our run defense is absolutely phenomenal. And when they get past our first line, our second guy, our second line guys, even up to our safety in in chalk dock, Reed Blankenship ghost, whatever you want to call them is getting to them. So I feel really confident about this, but I do think it's going to be a little bit of a closer game. I'm really um, interested in seeing how Jalen Hurts' pocket presence is going to be. Um, he looked really good last week. He stood in there, but like you said, they they are going up against a team that leads the NFL in sacks. Chase Young is an absolute beast, um, but I don't think he's going to be. Uh, I don't think he's going to be getting past Lane Johnson very frequently. So my score prediction is going to be Philadelphia 31. That has been my last three-week score predictions at 31, and I'm going to say the Commanders uh, 24. I'm going to keep it a little bit closer um, in that regard. I just looked at the over-under, and it's at uh, 43 and a half, so I think we we all may have overshot a little bit. I think we might be given maybe maybe too much credit to Washington's ability to score. Uh, so <laughs> we have them. I think, well, I know, Alex, you and I took them in the 20s, uh, so – we, we might be disappointed in that regard, but won't be disappointed uh, from an Eagle standpoint. Hey, guys. So really quick, before we get into swinging it, what are your thoughts on the media controversy around the brotherly shove, the tush push? There's actually been a few people. Is it Chris Sims that said, oh, yeah, he would go headhunting for the quarterback and try to inflict an injury to, to make him regret doing it? There's How about this? Why don't we go headhunting for Chris Sims? That dude is a yeah. jerk off. I just I can't I can't believe that he he said that on the air and he doubled down on it and like kept going. You know what I mean? It's like he 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 knows what he said is wrong. I just want to put in perspective like what if someone said that about Patrick Mahomes? They would get absolutely slaughtered in the media, but they're sharing this all over, you know, social media and stuff. It's the the amount of crying and whining because your personnel is different than our personnel is ridiculous. We don't cry because Justin Tucker can hit 60-yard field goals in his sleep. We don't cry because Tyree kills really fast. They were drafted because of their athletic abilities. Crying over that is just absolutely ridiculous. Ali, what do you think about this whole situation? So what's interesting about the tush push is it's been often related to when the extra point used to be kicked from the two-yard line, and it was an automatic and everyone was like, oh, this is way too easy. The competition committee needs to take a look at this. And they made it more difficult because it was an automatic thing. Other teams have tried to do the brotherly shove without the same success that the Philadelphia Eagles have. 
My perspective is the reason we're able to do it so successfully is because our quarterback can squat 600 pounds. No (laughs) other quarterback in this league is able to squat 600 pounds. So it is not a, uh, it is not a formation thing. It is not a, a scheme thing. This is pure athleticism. No one likes it because it looks ugly, but frankly, this is like smash mouth football. Our line our players are stronger than yours, and we're going to push you off the line. And if you can stop it, great, go ahead and stop it. But if you want, you can also try to replicate it. And it's been shown and proven that not many people, not many teams are able to execute it as effectively as the Eagles have been. Chris Sims, I mean, honestly, he's like the village idiot in my mind, right? He's going to say what he says. So long as we all know that he's out there in the world, we ignore him. We make sure he doesn't play with scissors. Um, I think we're going to be okay. Uh, but from from the perspective of the controversy and the tush push, I think people are just upset because they can't stop it. But it's not an automatic thing because every team isn't able to do it because we've got the right personnel. You know, people complained about the the annexation of Puerto Rico in Little Giants, but I haven't seen that play get banned. That play is still good as gold. So, you know... People need to just stop complaining and just let 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 things just be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, we have a quarterback that can swat 600 pounds, and we have arguably the best offensive line in the league. So I can understand a why it's a play that's impossible to stop, and b why other teams would get upset if they can't stop this play. Um, <laughs> the only negative to this play is that it hurts Jalen Hurts' rushing average because they run it so much, and he's just getting one yard per carry every time he does it, sometimes two. So, um, yeah, I think that even people like Chris Sims, these talking heads, these personalities that just want to be controversial, they want to get a reaction. Um, look, I get it. You know, it's like if, if you people, we, people need a villain, and usually the villain is... Patrick Mahomes or LeBron James or or the player who's viewed as like the champion. So the Eagles, we didn't win the championship last year. So in my mind, it's like you, you need to you need to find something else to, to focus that energy on. So, yeah. um, you know, let's let's keep on shoving it, baby. All right. Let's get into swinging it. Andrew, after the music, explain how the game works. Yep. Swinging it. Underdog picks for the week. All right, another fun week of swinging it, boys and girls. So, how does this fun game work? As always, you have to pick an underdog. We each, the three of us, each pick our favorite underdog pick of the week, and then our guest or audience then also does the same thing. You don't get any points if the team covers the spread. You only get the points awarded if that team wins outright. So, for example, this week, Washington against Philadelphia – Washington is an eight and a half point underdog. Woof. If they cover that eight and a half points, which I don't think they're going to do, then if somebody picked Washington, they would be awarded eight and a half points only if they win, not if they cover. So that's what makes this game so tricky. You gotta, your team has to win. I have not been very good. Uh, looking at these standings so far, quick recap. Ali jumped out in front. You are now the front runner because you made that incredible... Dallas, I'm sorry, Dallas losing to Arizona last week. I did not see that coming. So you got 12 and a half points for that. They were, Arizona was a 12 and a half point underdog. They're 14 this week. 
That's the biggest win. 14? Wow. Well, that was the biggest win in swinging at history. Maybe that'll change this week if somebody else takes Arizona and they happen to win again. Uh, Josh Dobbs to the rescue, apparently. Alex, you're in second. You got another. You're three for three on the year, which is so incredibly impressive. You you took the Chargers last week, which were a measly FanDuel one and a half. Me. My FanDuel account loves you know? me this year. <laughs> FanDuel, they love me. Everyone loves me. So you you got a one one and a half points last week. So you're at nine and a half on the season, uh, behind a little bit behind Ali's fifteen. Uh, the audience sucks, man, sucks to suck, Alex. Sucks to suck. <laughs> well, Alex, if you suck, then I don't then I don't even know what that what word can describe what I'm doing right now. <laughs> uh, the, the audience picked the Steelers. So Birdman, a great call last week with the Steelers, awarded two and a half points. They're at eight and a half on the year. And then I I picked Washington last week to beat the Bills. Yeah, major fart. Uh, so um, I'm at two points on the year. But look, we still have a long ways to go. <sighs> Let's kick this week off. Week four. We reached out to the audience. We needed your help. The audience has spoken. Alex, who who did our audience end up deciding on? In typical Philadelphia Eagles fan base fashion, they picked the New England Patriots to beat the Dallas Cowboys. Of course. I mean, how Love are it. you not going to do it? There's no skin in the game for them. We need to actually think about like a punishment or something we need to do on the show to like actually have a little bit of like uh, you know, some some skin in the game here, but yeah, uh, yeah the New England Patriots as of right now are a six and a half point underdog to the Dallas Cowboys 426 game. So chalk it up to the audience to uh to have Dallas be upset again. If they lose again, I will lose my mind. I will dedicate our entire podcast just to trashing <laughs> the Cowboys because it will go viral. <laughs> Uh, all right. So yeah, six and a half for the Patriots. That that's that's a that's a great great pick. I am gonna go with the Las Vegas Raiders to beat the Los mm. Angeles Chargers. I'm sticking with the division game, um, you know, storyline here. Uh, five and a half points is is solid. You know, that's not gonna that's not gonna get me back into the hunt like right away, but at least it can it can at least, you know, precipitate some sort of forward movement in my score total. So um, I'm going to go with the Raiders. The Chargers are a team that are just they, they are one of the best teams at, at, at beating themselves. So I'm, I'm going to hope for some of that this week. Uh, give me the Raiders uh, five and a half point underdog against the Chargers. Ali. No, I'm sorry. Alex. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> Alex, let's go to you first. Yeah. So I'm probably going to take Ali's because. Uh, one of our uh, listeners DM'd me this, and I was absolutely shocked to see the team that dropped 70 points last week against a pretty stout uh, Broncos defense as a three-point underdog. So give me the Miami Dolphins to win, just win, against the Buffalo Bills. I don't, I don't see it happening. Now, if you think about... You know, the way that the the uh, odds makers do, does the spread, like the home team automatically gets three points. So Vegas is basically saying that this is a straight game. But the uh, Dolphins are three-point underdogs heading into Buffalo Sunday at 1 o'clock. Dude, Tua, Tyreek, done. It's a trap. It's <laughs> it a trap. Be, it could be a trap. Too good to be, If it's too good to be true, it usually is. Yeah. All right, Ali, bring us home. You know, take it easy on us, will you? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm going through this because you guys, you know, heavy lies the crown at the top, 
right? Like it's, I gotta, I gotta wait until all of you pick your picks. <laughs> I was looking at the uh, New Orleans Saints and Tampa Bay game because um, I still haven't heard anything as far as the Derek Carr injury. But mm. if you guys were watching the the Saints Packers game last week, um, you know the Saints were driving up and down pretty easily until Derek Carr got injured, and then Jameis Winston, aka the greatest quarterback in NFL history, I love that guy so much, man. <laughs> just, Eating W's, eating W's. When they're zooming um, in on his face, he's just so animated. He's just so funny, man. I just love that guy. Jeez. Um, against the team that we just mollywopped, um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that looks pretty interesting. However, as I continue to scroll down on FanDuel, I think I have to take it. Give me the Arizona Cardinals at the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> A plus fourteen underdog. Uh, you said you know, the word. You said the word mollywopped. If you hit this, <laughs> that's what I'm going to call a good old fashioned ollywop. Uh, oh, I, I like it. Love that's it. that's pretty there. good. That's pretty good. Thanks. Honestly, Thanks, if guys. I get this, if I get this, I'm okay with like just not picking swinging it for the rest of the season. Yeah, just, just take it, take the rest of the year off. Just try to catch up. Just try to catch up. So give me the Arizona oh, Cardinals plus fourteen against the San Francisco 49ers. A lot of division games this week. So all three of us. Yeah. Took division games and Ali, even when you were looking at the Buccaneer Saints, that's another another division game. So anything can truly happen. Dude, if the Cardinals beat the 49ers, my goodness, just give this man the crown. Seriously. Any final thoughts before we get the heck out of here? No, I mean, I'm just excited. Division game. Hopefully the Eagles can go 4-0. and um, I'll be at the link, so I'm really excited. If anyone's going to be down at the stadium, uh, make sure you DM the wingingit.pod um, uh, Instagram page, and, and we could probably find some time to meet up. But, uh, yeah, man, really excited. Weather looking like it's going to be good this weekend. It's got a ton of rain, so Finally. excited to head down to the, lake, uh, to the link and hopefully see us go 4-0. and All right, all. Well, thank you so much for winging it with us today, and we will talk to you soon. Go Birds!